Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the I Love Me podcast, where we talk about self-love, positivity, and how to be whoever the hell you want to be. My name is Thor, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I'm joined by my very special, antiquated... <laughs> Loving guest. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Hello. How are you? I'm good. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm Susan, Susan Hagama, and I am going to my third year studying environmental science. And I am an international student from the United Republic of Tanzania, and I'm happy to be here today. Oh my God. So let's just hop straight into it. I'm so happy to have you here. This is one of my <laughs> favorite people in the whole world. So I'm, I'm so happy to have <laughs> you here. So my first question for you would be, what okay. is the best piece of advice you have received in your life? The best piece of advice I received in my life is... um. You got to work on today because you do not know tom about tomorrow. You do not know if you're going to see tomorrow. You do not exactly. know what tomorrow is going to bring. So if you get an opportunity, if you get a chance to do something today, do it today and don't wait for tomorrow. Period. Period. I love that so much. To mm -hmm. Tomorrow tomorrow is promised to nobody. To nobody. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's just hop straight into it. Okay. Have you ever had any negative experiences within your life? I would say, yes, I've had a couple, but I would like to talk about two, mostly. Um, first is, uh, I've had um, some negative experiences in my family. My parents divorced when I was six years old, and that just changed my life in so many ways. Um, there have been a lot of experiences within this experience that uh, were horrible but they were very very good lessons and um the other experience is you know failure as as we all know it like uh it wasn't it was kind of academic related but not really but like i went for a competition and um i was expecting to you know win something and i didn't win and it just it crushed me because yeah. i invested a lot my parents invested a lot for me to to be able to get to that competition and I they were expecting me to come back with something and I didn't and it was just so heartbreaking and yeah yeah so, so let's, bad let's take off let's take these topics one by one because these are such important topics right so the first topic of like the family dynamics changing now that your parents have been divorced yeah when you were going through those like that time in your life what were you experiencing? Yeah, so um, having to choose between my pa uh, what parent, because they're both my parents, and I I got to stay with my dad like right after the divorce, and he used to say a lot of negative and bad things about my mother, and I was young by then, so I took his word for it. I was like, he told me this, so this is true. Yeah, and it. It just gave me a very different perspective of my mother. I was like, she she doesn't love me. Like, why did she do this? Why does she keep doing this? And then after I got to, to live with my mom and heard her side of the story, and I was like, maybe I, I don't think my mom was horrible. She didn't want this. It hurted her too, leaving us at such a young age. And then 
uh, she also told me horrible things about my dad. And then so it was just so confusing. And when I was living with either of them, like they didn't want to share us, I would say. So they were like, you're with me. You can't see your mom. I'm with my mom. And she's like, you're with me. You cannot see your dad. You cannot even talk to them. And whenever I would get to like, you know, sneak around and get a phone and call my dad, I would be in trouble. At least with my dad, calling my mom wasn't such a big of a deal, but it was a big of a deal to my mom. Yeah. Because she was remarried and she and my stepdad didn't really like my dad. Like their relationship was like, it was a wreck. So it was just so bad being in such situations where you miss you miss your parent and you can't talk to them because you're scared that you'll make your other parent mad. Mm. And it was it was just so horrible and and not just to me, to my to my older brother too. And yeah, there were scenarios that I would really not like to share in public, but yeah, my 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 mother especially, like my mother's side, like they really they really took it serious like whenever we would like you know, try to communicate with the other parent. And I was scared. I was a coward. I would say my brother was not, but I was to the extent that my dad passed and I hadn't talked to him for like a year. And all I got to to to, to know was that my dad passed and attended the funeral and, and it broke my heart. It hurt me. And it was, it was just, it was so unreal and so painful. And, uh, I just, you know, I, w- I would advise, you know, if your parents are going through something like this, you do what you think is right for you. You have a right to talk to your parent, talk to them. Do not care if it's going to break the, if it's going to, you know, if you're going to disappoint your other parent. But because at, at the end of the day, you need your love from your dad. Your dad could have been, might have been a bad husband or your mom might have been a bad mother, but you're still your mom and you're still your parent and you still need them. Yeah. So talk to them, see them, meet them, because life is too short to to be holding back from the people you love. Oh my god! I'm yeah, so sorry that you had to go through that. Oh my god, <sighs> it's life. Yeah. Oh my god. So let's move into the topic of failures. Oh yeah. Now we all have failed at something within our life. Failure is a part of life. It is. So. Let's divulge into this topic because I know when I first got here in like first year, like first year of university, yeah, my grades were not the best. Okay, like they were they they were okay, but they weren't like compared to high school. Yeah, it was a failure, I would say. Mm-hmm. So now, like getting used to like this experience of like used to university, it's like okay, like I could balance this out. So I know you said not all your failures were academic. They're, they're like some things that goals you had in life, like the game you like the example you gave. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. About about failure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like like failure, failure is part of life. It happens and not just, you know, in academics. It happens in, in businesses. It happens uh in careers, so like, um, you know, you just gotta understand that first, it's part of life, and second, you just gotta, you know, do not let it hold you back. You you gotta be able to to move on from it. You know, say this is not the end. This is actually a lesson, and it should help you to you know push you to work harder and try to to be better next time by learning through what caused your first failures. Yeah, so 
Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's not easy as, as it sounds like, you know, just yeah. talking about it. But when you experience it, you know, yeah, you, you get to feel every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't matter in what aspect, whether in, in a business or in academics. But yeah, but like failure is part of life. And I think we should all embrace it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because we have to accept the aspects of part of life, even if it's things that we don't like. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When you're going through the times and experiences of, like, not being able to talk to one parent or the other, or the time where, like, you failed at something in your life, what emotions ran through your mind? Uh, I would say... It was, I would say the emotions that were going through my mind uh, were, you know, first I was, I was, I was really heartbroken by the situation that like, why, why do I have to be involved in this? Yeah. Cause I, I am just a child, you know, it happened between them, but they're really putting me in the middle of it. So it was really heartbreaking for me. I felt sad. I felt angry at times. I was like, you know, you know, like. Just, just don't do this, mom. Like, just let me, let me talk to dad. It won't affect anything. I am grown up now. Like, I can, I can talk to him. I know what's right. I can peek from the words he say. I won't take every word he says. So it was, it was just. I felt mis. I felt not listened to. I felt not heard, and I couldn't even speak back. By then, I've, I've had this issue with, uh speech confidence i have never really been a person who would you know stand up for myself and talk and talk and and talk for what i stand for so i would just always you know there will be all this will be happening and i would just have like a million thoughts flowing through my mind and you know and a heavy heart because it's just too much to take in at that time but yeah so it was it was like a mixture of emotions and all not good for real yeah. So as you were going through these emotions, how did you like climb your stairs to come out to and be the person that you are today? I would say first, God. Mm. I would just, you know, I I am a Christian. I'm a Catholic, born and raised. <laughs> so I, I, I prayed. I prayed. I talked to God. I cried to God. I asked God to help me. I ha- I asked God to, to you know give me a piece of a piece of mind, you know. So and you know, just praying and you know, like crying to God just, you know, helped me. Um uh, it helped me, you know, just uh hope for a better tomorrow. So um my faith, I would say my faith has helped me in not just this situation, not just this negative experience, yeah. but most of them. And God is faithful for real. God has changed my life in in so many ways. God has elevated me to be who I am today and and to so much more to come, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Psalms 37, verse 25. Eight. I was young now, I'm old yet. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, no begging for bread. Amen. It's one of my favorite scriptures, honestly. And I completely understand what you were tr- like, what you were saying there, because like having like just that person to talk to, that that person that you know will always have your back, regardless of what, no matter what you do, right or mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, they're always gonna have your back and lead you to a way where like you feel that you feel forgiven. 
yeah. in a sense. Or, like, you feel like maybe this is not so bad. Maybe everything is actually going to be okay. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, I know that God doesn't talk talk back, talk back to us directly. But for some reason, I felt hard. I felt like someone was listening to me. And I, it, it was someone that I could talk to about literally everything that I was feeling from the deepest bottom of my heart. So, yeah, I would say God, faith. And um, another thing is um, I am a person who is, I wouldn't call myself an introvert, but I share my, I, I like to talk about what's going on in my life with the closest people that I trust. Yeah. So I, I would like, I would talk to some of my very, very close relatives that knew what was going on at home. And they would just, you know, help me calm down and, you know, recenter me and tell me it's going to be okay and just listen to me and reason with me. And that helped me so much. And I I am grateful for them. I appreciate them. I, I'm grateful to have them in my life. And um, another another thing that I used to do was, you know, just... Listen to music. Music is life. It just you, I get I get carried away. It, it doesn't matter. Like depending on how I'm feeling at that moment, it it could be gospel music or it could be R and B or it could be Afro pop. Like literally, depending on how I'm feeling, but music gets me going. You know, it just gets me into another mood. And for a moment, I just stop thinking about my problems and you know just think think about life in an in another way. Just dance and vibe with the music either alone or with friends it didn't really matter but yeah those i'll say those are the three main ways i oh my god i yeah. love that i love that i'm not typically a music person like i it, like i listen to music that like drags me down i like listening <laughs> so like if i'm sad i put on like sad, sad music, music and then just get words from there because like my thoughts just run through my mind right so now that you talked about like the things that like helped you climb your stairs become the beautiful person that you are today rapid fire what are five things that make you happy five things that make me happy five things number one is food everybody loves some good food i love food and even if right now like i i'm working on like some certain you know fitness goals for myself but i try my level best to reduce my restrictions so if i want to have a brownie i will have a brownie if i, if I want to have sweet if i want to have pizza i can have whatever i want food is good and even if you're working out even if you're on a diet you really don't have to restrict yourself from eating the things you love eat so food yeah <laughs> and <laughs> number one is food um number two is music mm-hmm. ah music just gets me going i love me some good music and it doesn't it doesn't matter what type of music i i listen to most type but i would say honestly i don't really listen to to jazz and and soul a lot but the rest i i vibe with all that and number three is gym I I I fell in love with the gym last October and it has been life changing. It has been life changing. It's part of my therapy. If yeah. I'm feeling like shit, I go to the gym, get me a good workout. After that, my mood is different. So, yeah, gym makes me happy. Um, number three, I would say, is people. Uh, mm-hmm. When I say people, I, I mean family. You know, friends, talking to people. You know, vibing with people. It gets me going. It makes me happy. And um, number five, 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of ideas. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, let's see. What other thing makes me happy? Hmm. Dancing. Well, dancing is part of music, no? Oh. Okay. If if dancing is different from music, then we gotta go back to the list. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, food, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. dancing, yeah, gym, uh-huh. people. Those yeah. are my five. Yeah, yeah. Susan loves to dance. Oh my god, I love to dance. I can't wait for the TikToks for this episode. Uh, uh, I love to dance, but it doesn't mean that I can't dance. So. <laughs> Y'all wait to see the miracles happening. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, Susan, what does your happiness mean to you? My happiness. Huh. I say. My happiness. Means that, um. My happiness means that um I am I am alive. I am embracing life as it comes. So uh so so no matter what I'm going through, I'm gonna try to to be happy because happiness is life and that will keep me alive, it will keep me going. That's what happiness means to me and that's why I, I try my level best, you know. To, to make myself happy because then if I can make myself happy I can help make other people happy and then that's life we yeah. live life you live life when you're happy so Ooh. I would say that's that's what like happiness means means to me not the message now happiness is life message period so what is self love to you some people like to think like self-love and happiness are like the same thing but to me they're not like i find them to be two different things like to me i have to in order to be happy and truly happy i have to love myself exactly yeah i have to love my insecurities love me for who i am yeah so what does your self-love mean to you of course self-love means loving myself and when i say uh loving myself i mean that you know um being kind to myself, uh, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, when, when life hits me hard, you know, when things are, are not going the right way, you know, I just take a step back, you know, and recenter and try to, to focus on me, you know, you know, make, have a retreat day or, you know, doing something that I love, like dancing, or yeah. listening to, to music, or I would call someone from back home that I miss and I would talk to them and all that is part of self-love to me because at the end of the day, that self-love makes me happy. So I try I try to do those things. I kind of find the two the two things interchangeable. Like they're different, but it's kinda hard to separate. Yeah, them. they're very intertwined. When you, when you when you focus on self-love, you know, you become a happy person eventually. So so yeah, I would say, you know, and it doesn't really have to be big things that I do for me to 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 love myself. Like uh, just you know, a weekend of doing nothing sometimes is part of my self love. Yeah. Like I just sit in my room and just do nothing. Like just sit in my bed, eat my food, <laughs> you know, maybe you know, cut my nails, yeah. arrange my room. All that is part of self love to me. So, and at the end of the day, it gives me the happiness. It gives me the satisfaction. It keeps me going. So, 
I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this question is just so, like, off topic of, like, what I, like, prepared. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you know Susan, Susan is very confident. Like, she is confident with who she is. Her body is rocking. And oh she will let God. you know that it's the best body in Sackville. <laughs> I just want to know, like, how did you in get how did you, like, how did you get so much confidence? I And can you give me some? <laughs> First, I'll say I am not very confident. I'm not very confident and confidence is something that I have I haven't always had. Yeah. I was when I first came here and even back home, I have always been a very very insecure and inconfident person. Like but like with time I I would say certain things just, you know, happen to you and they change you. I've I've always been trying to work on my confidence i try to talk to my mom about it you know man how do i become com- as confident as you are you know how do i go and just stand in in public and and speak to people without having to stammer or like you know find my words so it's it has been an issue to me but i would say thinking about it now i would say maybe it was because i i had i had some body insecurities and I have been working on this, and as as I am as as I am heading towards achieving my my fitness goals, it has helped me, you know, gain the confidence I need, you know, to to feel free in my skin, to be the person that I am, you know, to to be the real Susan that yeah. even I never knew she existed, you know. So, um, it won't it won't be it won't be. Uh, insecurities for everyone or it won't be about you know body body image issues for everyone but like confidence is something that everyone can work on and achieve and I am still in the process of trying to become a better confident person yeah yeah oh my god I love that you're still working on it I am but working I on you, it to the public you are muy confident <laughs> <laughs> So, Susan, yeah. as we talked about, like, self-love, mm-hmm. rapid fire, mm-hmm. or, like, you could take your time on this because you could hype yourself up if you want. What are five <laughs> things that you love about yourself? Five things that I love about myself are... Body, yaddy, 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 My heart. I know I have a good heart for yeah. sure. Unless you're, unless you're a shitty person. And you know, give me bullshit. I'll give you bullshit. But if Period. you are a good person, I am. I am a very good person. I have a good heart for sure. So I would say my good heart. Um, second is um, my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're tiny, and and I think that's cute. I got them from my mom. I would say, yeah. And um, my body. Body yaddy 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 yaddy. I got guns now. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so you say five. Those yeah. are three. Yeah. Oh God. It could be something that you love about your personality. Something. Uh, I'd say fourth is my, my my voice, especially when I'm singing gospel music. It just hits different. Ask my roommates, ask Susan, they'll tell you. When I'm singing gospel music, literally, I just, I hit the notes in the right way. And even I'm like, oh, damn, is that me? (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe I should start singing gospel music now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and um, last but not least, um, I love that I'm a fan person. Yeah, you definitely are. I am a vibe. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I don't see you every day, but every time we're together, it's a vibe. Period. Like, it's you already know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Susan. Do you have any rules for your self-love now? Any rules for my self-love? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let anybody affect me. I'm just going to let it go because this person does not hold power over me. What are your rules for your self-love? Hmm. My rules for self-love. Well, let's take what you just say. Nope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I would not let people, you know, get over or get in the way of, of my self-love, in the way of my happiness, you know. You're a bad vibe. Get away from me. Just, you know, don't talk to me. Or at least I will not talk to you for sure because I know you you ruin my mood. And, you know, you'll be distracting my self-love process. And um, I don't know. I would say also... Um, I don't know, really. I was gonna say that I was gonna say um um I was gonna say that uh if if something or someone is not meant for you, yeah, you just you gotta let them go. That is part of self love, cause if the person is is toxic or if the person is always bringing you you know bad energy, bad vibes, you know that's 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 ruining your self love. So you gotta be able to let those people go, if they are part of your life, you know. Let them go. Cut them attachments. Give them the chop. Yep. Give them a chop. Yeah. Like, I definitely agree. And, like, self-love in the Bahamas is, like, really hard, especially for, like, females. Mm -hmm. Because, like, let's say you go out and you look really good and you're happy with how you look. Mm -hmm. Bahamian men will try to bring you down if you don't get them attention, right? Um, so, like, there's, like, this thing in the Bahamas, like, if you look really good and you go, let's say you go to, like, a movie or something, and, like, there's this guy, he sees you, he's like, hey, can I get your number? You're just like, no, thank you, I'm good. He's like, well, you ugly anyway. So, like, they try to, like, bring you down yeah. and when, you like, you feel, like, your best moments. And, mm -hmm. like, in those moments, you have to just realize that, like, no matter what anybody says, I know who I am. I know I look fine as hell. So you can't tell me what to do. And it's it's kind of sad that like in today's society that we have to like bring other people down to like make ourselves feel, feel better, better because yeah. of our own insecurities that we try to portray onto other people. True. And I feel like that's something like we have to work on in the Bahamian society because the way you are defined is by your weight, by your looks and by your wealth status. And those things shouldn't define you. Your heart should define you. Your exactly. character, the person you are. Yeah. Um, like back at home, there was a time where we hired this girl for like our family business. Mm -hmm. And she was like the HR assistant helping us in like human resources. Mm -hmm. And so like we were hosting like a bunch of different interviews, trying to get like people interviewed and stuff like that. Yeah. So this guy, we called him up, came in for the interview. She tells the guy 
I'm not going to interview you until you come dressed properly. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe the guy had on shorts or something, right? But he had on a jeans pants with a button-down shirt. And I was like, even if he had on shorts, the way he's dressed does not define his work ethic. Exactly. The way he's dressed does not define his intelligence level. Mm -hmm. I hate the fact that the way you dress defines what you can't and cannot do in yeah. our society. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't speak for everybody else's society because mm-hmm. like here, it's like if you work in a store, you could wear whatever you want. Yeah. No one treats you different. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty similar back home too. And I think in most African societies too. Like, yeah, uh, men have that thing where they, they try to, you know, portray the insecurities onto women and, you know, just to make themselves feel better. Like it happens exactly the same way. And I feel like it's just, you know, it's it's mostly people of our age that that do that like this generation because i don't know for some reason we just the world is so infectious these days like we just we pass these things on to each other it doesn't matter what part of the world that you are in and yeah and even like and the point about you know how you dress doesn't really define you it doesn't it doesn't say it doesn't say much about you for 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 you to qualify for a job or for anyone to to interpret you as as anyhow as they want, unless they actually get to know you, it is uh, and actually it is a very big deal back home. To to the extent that you know, like even entertainers, because I once there was a um, there was a um, a musician, a female artist. Um, uh, she, she got her license got banned because you know she she went to. A show that she was supposed to perform on, dressed, you know, as you know, there's this, uh, there's this uh, concert where Beyonce dressed up as, you know, something that was looked literally like her skin, and it was just so body hugging. But you can't, you can't see her body parts, of course. Yeah. But it's just so, it's the color, shade of your skin, and it just hugs you tight. And she, and she got banned for that. And I was like, oh well. This is a person. This is an entertainer. This is part of her job. She really didn't deserve that punishment, if you ask me. But like again, I feel like yeah, it comes back to that. Like people being being overjudged. That I feel like that was just it was too much. If she was going to an office, I would say you know it is reasonable. It is reasonable. But she she was an entertainer, so like yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and I hate the fact that like. People have to, like, live up to what society seems deemable yeah. or, like, acceptable mm-hmm. because, like, this is the life we live in. I'm like, no, I'm going to break all the rules and, like, break all the stuff in society. And my mom is like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I am going against the status quo and you're just going to have to deal with it. Mm. I don't care. Yeah. Well, like I get, like, of course, I get pushed back from my mom. But, yeah. like, she knows that, like, she raised me to be, like, this tough person that, that like cannot be easily influenced mm-hmm. so even she can influence me but, yeah. right. i i remember <laughs> when i went back home for the holiday like last december i was wearing a dress like it was it was just normal length it was knee length yeah and it was kind of body hugging just a little bit but like my i we I had to go to the market with my with my mom yeah and she was like are you gonna go like that? I was like, oh yeah, it's it's absolutely fine. And she's like, no, you gotta wrap something around yourself. I was like, since I didn't tell her directly, but I was like, since when? And then I didn't want to argue with her, so I just put something on top. I just wrapped, I wrapped something around my waist. And then 
I just I thought about it and then I came to realize that oh my mom works uh she's part she's part of the church committee now so I gotta represent yeah so if someone sees me walking with my mom out there I gotta represent the the church committee woman you know dressed in what what is so called you know uh, yeah decent way of dressing my dress was pretty decent and before my mom was part of the committee. She never used to be like that, but but again, yeah, see, stuff like that. I didn't really think it should have mattered because my mom is my mom. She's part of the committee. I'm not. So I can, I just, I should get to be me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, I was like, you know, it is yeah. what it is. That kind of, like, it sucks because, mm-hmm. like, I always see, like, these things on Instagram of, like, someone with like less of a figure compared to like someone with a figure and they wear the same outfit (laughs) and it's perceived so differently yeah like i don't understand why how about you change your outlook of how you're perceiving this situation exactly like it's not a person's fault that what they wear is what they wear like Mm -hmm. you're the one sexualizing them or you're the one doing this whole situation Mm -hmm. like mind your business go on about your life bill like no one cares (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> that True. was my whole rant. Yes, mm-hmm. So as we begin to close out the I Love Me podcast, Susan, yeah. if you could offer any piece of advice to someone who was in your situation, what is something that you would tell them to help them get through it? I would tell you if you want something, go for it. Work for it. Hard work pays off. But in the process, you gotta learn how to be patient and accept failure. And be very, very open to learning. Knowledge is power. Always listen to people who know better than you. And read a lot. But the bottom line is, you know, if you want something, if you really, really want it, work for it. Go hard on it. And don't let anyone stop you. Because you're meant to be great. You're meant for great things. And if you believe that and you put the hard work in, Girl, you're going to, girl, boy, whoever is listening to this, you are going to achieve your goals. You're going to achieve your dreams. You're going to get what you've been manifesting. Period. Yeah. Now, I'm going to introduce something new here. (laughs) If you could offer any piece of advice to your younger self, what is something that you would tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self... That um, I would advise my younger self to to be strong and to to be strong and to and brave enough to stand up for what they believe and speak, speak it out, put it out there, let people know that this is what you think, this is how you feel. Because I feel like in most of my childhood, my thoughts and my feelings have really been silenced and not because and maybe because the people who were talking to me or the people I was with felt like intimidating but mostly because I was too afraid I was too afraid to 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 speak out to 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 put my feelings and emotions out there so I would advise my younger self to to you know be brave enough to speak out put it out there let people know that this is how you feel this is how this is how you want things to go this is this is how you you're you know just put it out there uh and there is nothing bad that would come out of it mostly is you know 
you'd get listened to and you know you'd get watch it would it would you'd get what would put your heart you know to rest so yeah i think if i was to advise my younger self that's what i would have advised myself oh my god honestly like your advice what you would tell your younger self is what i would tell myself today because even in classes right now like mm-hmm. if if the teacher is like oh i know this process can be like hard to understand yeah if you have any question just like raise your hand let me know i know it can be very hard i'm always the one student waiting for someone else to raise their <laughs> hand so i can raise my hand as well and yeah. put it back down mm-hmm. like i'm never the one that's like oh yeah can you go over that i really don't understand it because i get like so much fear and like anxiety of like people thinking like running on but the assumptions like oh yeah like you're stupid or oh, like, yeah right you're slow. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so oh my god thank you for joining me on this podcast oh my god thank you so much this was amazing this was my first podcast ever in my life <laughs> and it's it's surreal and i feel i feel good i feel amazing trust me if i i will tell you right now like if i was to have this podcast sometime last year i don't think i would have said yes to come to your podcast because i just wouldn't think that i can do it oh my god yeah all things line up all for thi- I forgot the saying. <laughs> <laughs> but all things happen when they're meant to happen. Exactly. And I'm so glad you're here now. So confident, so beautiful, dropping messages. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thor. So if you want to listen to another episode of the I Love Me podcast, come back next week, Saturday, for an all-new episode with an all-new guest. Susan came, she dropped her messages, she gave you some insightful wisdom into her life. And I don't know who the next guest is next week, but come back next week to find out. (laughs) Thank you all for joining me on this ride today and hearing Susan's story. It's really good. It was something that I personally didn't know, but I'm so glad that she was able to share it with me and you all. So come back next week, Saturday, for an all-new episode. My name is Thor. And I'm Susan. And we are out. Thank you all so much. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>